0: welcome to the trade table on sin 90.7 for all you need to know about the trade and free agency period powered by afl TRDON. like us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table or follow us on twitter at the trade table hello and welcome to the trade table on this extremely hectic final day of the trade period Bryce Gibbs, Jakey Stringer, Gary Ablett, Luke Hodge, Nathan Wilson, Josh Shackey, Lockie Weller, and more will be covering it all. Dan, you've been all over it all day. How are you feeling, mate?
1: Yeah, I even I snuck know. around to Had Stadium before just to get a look, uh, get a glimpse at everyone. Nah, but it's been pretty hectic covering it on the Facebook page. If you've been covering it, so.
0: Harrison, how are
2: you feeling? Well, finally, finally, we, it all came in a rush. Um, I mean, had to though because nothing, nothing happened <laughs> until <laughs> now. Um, it still, overall, probably still wasn't as big as last year's
0: huge trade period, but finally it all happened. And Ben, there's been so much to talk about on this last day, hasn't there been, mate?
3: Yeah, look, I'm just glad that the biggest deal of them all got over the line, uh, Sam Murray <laughs> going to the pies, just glad it's got done. Yeah, but lots to talk
0: about, lots to see. Blockbuster to. deal,
2: that one, yeah. Oh, that huge. joke went off too, everyone's, everyone's
3: laughing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind it, I thought it was alright. <laughs> alright, let's, g- let's just get straight into it with our first deal we're looking at is the Bryce Gibbs deal. So just to recap, Adelaide receive Bryce Gibbs, pick 77, 2018 second rounder, 2018 third rounder, for pick 10, pick 16, pick 73, and finally a 2018 second rounder. Dan, uh, and it's approximately a four-year deal reportedly so far. Dan, who do you think wins out of this one, mate?
1: Well, it's really hard to say at this stage. I mean... I I wrote in the notes that they had three, ten and sixteen, but they've since used that pick sixteen, Carlton. But with three and ten now in that in the draft, they've got some you know, they can draft two quality kids, but on the other side of the equation, Adelaide, you know, they're in that premiership window and Bryce Gibbs could be the one to, you know, get them one step further than last year or this season.
2: No, this is this is like I, I wouldn't be asking who wins this because I reckon this is a definition of a win win. No one's lost this um Adelaide have got exactly what they need, what they possibly needed last year. Um, but they've got it this year, and Carlton have got what they need as well. I mean, they're, they're, um, they obviously have a strategy to get inside the top 20 picks year after year. They've done it again. Um, so th- both clubs have got exactly what they want.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I was looking at it before. I'm like, no one wins. No one loses in this deal, so both nah. win. Carlton, they can go, go harder at the draft. Keep, keep bringing in young talent. Like we saw this year, they've unearthed quite a few young guns. Crows, meanwhile, maybe that last piece that they need to ha- finally get over the line in the grand final. Yeah, said
2: it so many times. Like, oh, And the other thing is um, Adelaide have so many first round. They have an extra first round of next year because of the Jake Lever. So it's like, well, if you've got that much to deal with and, and you're in the position that Adelaide are in, then... That's fine, and also pick
1: twelve now after the uh, Charlie Cameron
2: deal exactly. as well. So um, when you've we'll discussed that later, yeah, court. exactly. When you've got the cards, the deal, especially the, in the position that Adelaide find themselves, you know, like if they win a premiership, they're not thinking about pick ten and sixteen.
1: How about that midfield though for Adelaide uh, next year? Sloan, yeah. Gibbs and the Crouch brothers well, standing in there.
2: Yeah, yeah, with Gibbs, I mean, but I even think um, he could. At times, I certainly think at times he'll he'll be down back replacing like a Brody Smith. You um, reckon yeah, no, for point? sure. I think at times he'll he'll play at half back. Um, he'll go through the midfield. Obviously, I mean, he can play all three lines.
1: Yeah, I mean, he can definitely impact forward as well. We've seen him mark and be able to kick goals from the midfield. That's just such a commodity to have to be able to even chuck Sloan forward. You know, and then you've still got these ball winners in Matt Crouch and Brad Crouch who are just going to consistently win the footy.
2: Yeah, I think I think they'd be. We probably play mostly midfield because yeah. you know they have they can fill those holes with other players, but I I do think he'll um at times find himself at half-back.
0: Yeah, well, you say it's a win-win, but for mine, I just think Carlton's the massive winner out of it. I understand Adelaide are in that premiership window, <laughs> but um Gibbs is is not a spring chicken anymore. Like he's twenty-nine years old. He's given them great service, that's for sure, but. They're getting two first rounders for a 29 year old Bryce Gibbs. I know you can't. That's immense.
2: Considering where Carlton are, I know you can't measure this for ages, but if if the Crows win the flag next year, and even if 10 and 16 are gun players in the next, like, even immediately, next four or five years, Mm. like the Crows still win just as much as the Blues do, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, you can't put a price on on a premiership. If you're giving up two first rounders, sure, it's a lot. But a premiership is worth well, that's the ultimate aim. I mean, you have got to give up what it takes, what you think can get you there. And I think that's why for me, it's a win-win.
2: He's, he, I mean, I, I, he's going to be 29 at the start of next year, but he's a, he's a durable player. He's shown that he's a durable player.
1: And the thing is with for Carlton as well, like he's not going to play in their next premiership. Gibbs, they're probably, you know, five. Like, yeah, you know, I'd say five years away from a flag, and maybe three years away from contending. So it's good to get another couple of young kids. They've um that six pick 16s helped them get Matt Kennedy as well, which is you know we'll talk about later. It's another n- n- nice coup for them. So
2: I think if you don't like if you don't consider the two the position these two clubs are at, especially Adelaide, then looking at it face value. Like then, I would say, you know, Carlton have, have, have really won out of this. But the fact that Adelaide finished top of the ladder, lost the grand final, I mean, Adelaide win wins just as much as Carlton.
3: I think we also have to consider the opportunity cost. There was no one really on the market as good as Gibbs. Gibbs wanted to go home to Adelaide last year, couldn't get the deal over the line. I think that also has to be factored, factored into it that they have paid maybe a little bit overs in, in Bill's eyes. I don't agree. But you've got to pay for the, t- the quality and the talent.
1: And, I mean, the thing is, he wasn't even on the market a couple a few days ago. It was uh, recently when uh, uh, the D's got these picks for Lever that he sort of hey on. You know, maybe they could actually snag him. Dylan was saying on the show yesterday, our cameraman, that, um, you know, that he thought it wasn't going to happen. What do you reckon, guys? I mean, like, it just yeah, well, shows that, you know, the trade period can just throw up. So yeah, well, we
2: saw Justin Reed come out and say, no, we move on, he's not going to come <laughs> to our club. But things change, and it's just when you have that many first-round selections, like, I mean, I'll just quickly side note. I mean, Justin Reid said originally a couple of days ago, no, we don't want pick 12 for Charlie Cameron because pick 12 doesn't have 75 games behind him. Well, neither do these two picks. I mean, the same sort of thing. They're getting in Bryce Gibbs. That's what they want. That's why they've done this because they get in a bloke who's had 270 games or 230 games, um, like, who can give them impact. I mean, it's a lot to pay, but... It's worth it if they win a flag.
1: Just a quick one. Where do you see him finishing in their best and fairest next year? Bryce we'll Gibbs. We'll go around. Bryce yeah. Gibbs?
2: Yeah. Um, I think it, uh, to some degree, I think it depends maybe where he plays. Um, but oh, it's certainly hard to say. I, I'd be I'd be surprised if he wasn't top three or four.
3: Yeah. What about oh, you, better? Really? I was just thinking. i put, put you on the spot. But... Um, did, a, did a mental checklist. I've probably got Sloan, Laird, and one of the Crouch brothers ahead of him for sure. So I'd say I'm going to put him around fifth or sixth. Philistice.
0: Yeah, I'm with Benno there I think it is dependent on position I think I disagree with Harp I think he'll be a full-time midfielder um, I think that's what he's been recruited to Adelaide Crows for Even with Brodie Smith gone yeah, the yeah.
1: It, it, they're it, not like for like, though. That's it, the thing. No, it know, up a
0: spanner in the <laughs> works, definitely. But, like, I don't think they're recruiting Gibbs to play. No, I'm not half, saying yeah. they are. I'm just saying that he'll play there at times.
1: He played his best footy as a bullocking midfielder. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, I mean, he, I think I see
1: him playing that role at
0: Adelaide. He, he has played that role before, that yeah. halfback role. Um, but, as you said, yeah, he he looks to be at his best in the middle, that's for sure. So, no, yeah, for mine, top, top five player for Adelaide for mine. Yeah. What about you, Dan?
1: i Almost see him going to that top three, but probably top four, yeah.
0: I reckon. Tough tough group to crack when oh. you've got uh, Matt Crouch, Rory Sloan, Laird, even you don't put like, like Tex Betts, or like Walker. a Tom Lynch
1: who's underrated. Yeah. Who you, don't put on, well. you don't
0: put him on the same level
2: as those blokes. I mean, I'd have I'd have Gibbs on the same level as almost anyone bar Sloan. Yeah, no.
1: I, would, no, I would. I, would, I, would, I,
3: would, I definitely well. would. But Matt Crouch is going towards that. Yeah. I know, but I'd have yeah. Gibbs just with him. Yeah but you also got it. I I reckon Matt Crouch will pull better than him next year okay well this is a crystal
2: ball but they're, yeah. they're, they're, he's, he's in the same category as him by a mile mm. I so mean, you if, think
0: he'll just slip in straight away into their team yeah. structure and the way they play up
2: oh no doubt yeah I think yeah he'll, he'll slip in fine I mean, he, well he could slip in anywhere but I think he, of course he's a good fit for Adelaide
0: okay well moving on uh, we've got a very complex deal here <laughs> Lockie Weller we all sort of <laughs> laughed at Fremantle Jesus. for wanting pick two but they've ended up Getting exactly what they wanted. So, Fremantle received pick two in exchange for Lockie Weller and pick 41 to the Gold Coast Suns. Now, Dan, there was a swapping of picks prior to this that enabled that. Do you want to discuss that? Well, we thought it might have enabled it. Well, we thought
1: it might have enabled it. It was uh, West Coast uh, received pick 21, 26, 37 and 2018 second round pick from Gold Coast because Gold Coast had those three uh, picks in the 20s. And Gold Coast received pick 50 and 2018 first round. And then they've just, you know, it's gone completely sidetracked from that. And it's, you know, pick two for Lockie Weller and pick 41. So
2: so basically Gold Coast have traded um, like two, two picks in the 20s to upgrade to a first round and then also downgraded pick 37 to 50, thinking that they can use that first round to get Weller over the line because it was you know they didn't well, I don't think they were at that state they were prepared to pay pick two but then obviously they ended up having to pay pick two anyway <laughs> um, so we were all pretty shocked weren't we boys I mean um, Freo have just come under the wings and just snapped up this we, we didn't think they could do it um, but oh, I mean clearly that's a huge win for for Freo oh. I think
1: I mean Lockie Weller has been he's probably one of the yo- one of the few players that has said I want to go and play for the Gold Coast Suns yeah yeah. So it, and that's why I guess they are playing like they were willing to give up pick two, but still pick two is a quality player in this draft. What do you think, Ben?
3: Yeah, I think it's overs. I, there's no way to put it really. I think Gold Coast have been forced. I mean, obviously, Weller wanted to go there, but I think also Gold Coast as a club, they're not the most exciting. They're not a desirable place to go, and they didn't. I don't know. I just think pick two is going to come back to bite them. I'd rather see them go to the draft.
2: What do you mean? If you've just said um, it's not a desirable place to go, so then wouldn't pick two be more inclined to come home than Lockie Weller? Lockie Weller is home.
3: Yeah, I know. I just, pick two to me just seems overs. And I think paying pick two for pretty much anyone. But,
2: I mean, I said at the start of this, I I said, you know, like Freya have, have pulled off a huge deal for himself and they've probably won. But, like, it's not, I don't think it's that far off. Like, as in being even for the two. I mean, I think Gold Coast would be pretty happy with what they've got. Like, it's not that far. I mean, pick two is huge and we look at two because he's the second selection in the draft. But what if it was three or four less? We'd be looking at a lot differently.
3: Yeah, but this is a shallow draft, so three or four less could make uh, a big, Not the top deal. ten, though. Yeah, but it's still... Especially good. not it's the top, top five. Especially not the yeah, top, top, top five. say if to pick six or seven, that makes a big difference, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, but I still think, like, the the, the so, Suns we talk- Sorry to interrupt, Har, but we're yeah. talking about that difference. So let's discuss that potential pick two, and it's looking like it would be uh, Luke Davies Uniac. Yeah, Dan, you know yeah. a lot about him. That's what, if, what would he provide for?
1: That's if Rayner isn't selected by Brisbane, yep. which is he's, that's he's, looking.
2: He's, sorry, huh? sorry, go on. Sorry,
1: that, if Cam was selected by Brisbane, yeah. then Davies Uniac, I'd say, would would fall um, next. He's slotting into their best twenty-two easily. I think um, he's you know probably. Play midfield a bit up forward, he's just like a, a bullocking midfielder. Has class, you know. Can use the footy well, and that's the thing. That's what that could add to that Fremantle midfield, which is you know has your Fifes and your Locky Neils, and they've now got Davis Uniac coming
3: in. Take uh, Lockie Well out of the equation. Uh, which who do you think needs pick two more Gold Coast or Fremantle in a in a vacuum? Oh no, both.
2: I think, but but Fremantle probably for, yeah, right now a Fremantle probably has a, like a better midfield. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. So, I mean, th- maybe Gold Coast, but not both. Like that's, and that's
1: the thing. Gold Coast have, have struggled to retain these draft picks. They've had a plethora of draft picks over the last, you know, three or four years. I mean, they had, you know, four top ten picks last year. So yeah, yeah, the four boys. You could almost argue that they've got those young kids. You know, they need to develop them, and they are getting this twenty held. Well, twenty. Oh, it's the second
2: year. It's the second year this year, so it'd be twenty one next year. Yeah, twenty
1: one year old have... kid who we know can play, and we know. Will be a part of like a a big part of their midfield this year and in the years to come, so you could argue that maybe it is worth it, but I don't think so,
3: yeah, look, I think down the track we'll look back at this deal and be like, maybe it was a little bit overs, but I think it'll look a lot better in hindsight, but just at the moment looking at it, it does look a bit. A bit favoured for Fremantle. Just
1: looking at Frio for a second, they have now they now have picks two and five. There has been um, talk that they're linked to WA boy Aaron Norton, uh, key defender. he uh, probably the best uh, tall prospect in the draft, especially the the best key defender. They could you know draft a star mid and a star back a uh, backman, and you know they're laughing in five years.
2: Do you think at all? Um, I mean, I would sort of be inclined to think that clubs would try to bypass this. But do you think at all Gold Coast have looked at this and thought, we could select Luke Davies-Uniak at pick two and not go after Walla? but will Luke davies Uniac want to stay with us after two years? Do you reckon they would have considered that?
1: The thing is, Davies-Uniak is a big country boy, and that's where, you know, Gold Coast and Brisbane have targeted those uh, country boys yeah, yeah. over the yeah, metros. Yeah. They actually well, may Even have, if it was Cam Yeah, and I mean, like, they would be stupid not to pick, you know, like, either Davies-Uniak, Dow or Rayner if they're available at pick two. And maybe all of them have said they're not too keen. So I don't know. We we don't know. We're not in the in the sanctum.
3: That's a very good point, Harrison. I think I think clubs if they're not already, and of course they would be, but I think clubs are gonna start looking more and more as homesickness is seems to be popping up more and more in, in the AFL with no, the pl- Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. players players and clubs will be always talking, well, the the risk is there of them going home and you'd rather not waste two years of development and pick someone take a maybe a little bit of a risk on someone that will stay rather than go- getting two years in and then leaving. That's
2: why I still like this. I mean, f- just cold, look at the cold, hard light of day. This, I mean, Fremantle will probably win this trade, but that's why I still like it for Gold Coast yeah. because they mm-hmm. have a player who wants to be there who we know will be a star for the next 10 years. I mean, I, I still like this deal a lot for Gold Coast.
1: I mean, I still would have preferred uh, like the Suns to a- give up West Coast's first round for yeah, yeah. next year, which would probably be around the... be know, top 10. Probably. Yeah, probably actually probably would be, but still like they've got it done. So from knows? a
0: Fremantle perspective, let's look at that for a second. Uh Ross the Boss is obviously in the middle of his rebuild rebuild stage at the club, and now that they have these two picks as you said, they're looking looking at Norden pretty pretty hotly. Uh it's just he must be sitting back sort of yeah, enjoying himself you know, at the and moment. And the for Fremantle fans, it's really exciting.
1: And the thing is, he hasn't liked to play the kids. He had to play them last year because of uh, a lot of players, you know, underperforming and being injured and such. But mm. it, is, it is a bit of an exciting time to be a Fremantle fan. You know, obviously, it, you know, it may be dwindling at the bottom of the ladder mm. for the next uh, couple of years. But They know, still have a strong midfield. Yeah.
2: I mean, Mundy, you know, in parts of yeah. it, maybe ageing, but they still have a strong midfield. And, you know, their best side is not bad. And certainly, I think this these no, two and five certainly help. And yeah. Ross the Boss has till twenty twenty two.
1: Ross the Boss, is that yeah. his new name? Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, it's, it's a new progression in his coaching career, I'd say, because yeah. he's finally, he's sort of, it's out of choice more than anything, but he has to play these kids and he's doing it. And I think this is a great uh, trade period for him and Fremantle.
2: Yeah, but I think just quickly on Ross Lyon, I mean, the way you sort of said that sort of sound like a bit of a criticism of Ross Lyon, but I just think he's sort of, while he's in the window, while he has been with St Kilda and Freo, sort of all legs in one basket. And until until he falls off the cliff, then, I mean, you can argue you do, they have the Geelong model of easing him through, playing through, so that they're continuously up the top. But, I mean, he, he's just all legs in one basket. And when it does fall off the cliff, then then that's when, okay, we'll rebuild and play the kids. But I think, I mean, it's, it's just different types of
0: strategies. I just think, uh, no, it wasn't a criticism of Ross. I just think it's a completely new sort of look for him. He's playing yeah. the kids that he hasn't done before and um, it'll be interesting to see how Freo go now moving on quickly they also snagged Brandon Matera didn't they Bill exactly well Brandon Matera, Matera he's wanted to go west for a couple of years sources have said up in Gold Coast now he's finally got the move he's wanted and he's been traded for Fremantle's 2018 third round pick how do we value Matera he's a flashy player that shows Shows patches. Do you think he's he's worth that?
1: He played a couple of absolutely amazing games, games during games, the year. Yeah. Uh, a few people even jumped on him Supercoach, and then were we'll let down for the rest yeah. of the year. Look, he.
2: That's two days in a row. we a Supercoach. Gotta gotta drop it in. Get it in there.
1: Um, but I mean, I think a twi- like a third round pick is probably where you value uh, Matira. I heard a champion data person saying that they actually rate him like as a above-average small forward. So, I mean, that does help their forward line. They have struggled to kick goals. Mm.
2: But, you know, I don't think the goal coast will be too fast. they got a few nippy boys up there, Fredo. Um, I think Hayden Valentine's probably on his last leg. So, yeah. Yeah. he certainly will yeah. play a few games. Yeah,
0: right. It might l- it might <laughs> allow someone like a Michael Walters to move into that midfield a yeah, little sure. more permanently. Um, so, it should be good for their, their progression. Yeah. Um, now, on deadline, on the deadline, on the buzzer, the buzzer beater. On the Wiley. Uh, <laughs> Josh Shaki. it's confirmed he's going to the Bulldogs for pick 25 and pick 40. Now, obviously, he's a former number two draft pick. Uh, ben, how do you see this one, mate?
3: Oh, I, I don't know how to feel about this one. This is It feels a little bit like robbery. Um... I reckon uh, Shahi will will look good down there in the Bulldogs colours. Uh, yeah, if you're Brisbane, you're reeling a little bit, I think.
1: I like we saw this. Uh, we were all watching it on the uh, laptop before, and I mean, we we thought surely it's just for pick 16, but it's for 25 and 40. I think this is a bit of a steal for the Dogs, and you know they're sitting back in their in their armchairs, just having a laugh about this.
2: Yeah, it's just it confuses me a bit. Like James H. cost Collingwood. More than Josh Shackie cost the dogs. Um, you know, if you look at it like that. It confuses me that Brisbane have just given up 25 and 40. I mean, they said if we can't get a deal done that that's good for us, Josh Shackie's staying with us. And to me, 25 and 40 is that. It's, you know, Josh is staying with us, you know. Um, I, th- I would have thought that, that picking the teens, 15 or 16, what was yeah, it? Yeah, 16. I, I would have yeah. thought that would have to be part of it. Um, so the actual trade from Brisbane's perspective, I don't quite get. But from the dog's perspectives I'd almost get it less I mean they now have about 12 blokes over I went through it we went through a list of, of um, dogs blokes key position players the other day but I, I don't understand what why what, what they're interested in Josh shucky is
3: We were saying before the Gibbs trade was a win-win this almost seems like a lose lose trade <laughs> just doesn't make any sense. How did pick sixteen not get involved there? Why would you upset? And twenty five and forty in a shallow draft? I don't understand. And it. And they'd
1: done that trade with Carlton before previously, and and you know probably played paid unders or paid overs for what they got for pick sixteen and
2: pick forty. And even just the fact that it happened right at the last second, yeah, like, yeah. it's almost like it's like fine, it's fine. It's we'll almost do like
1: David it. Noble would we'll went, oh, right, right,
2: right,
0: right, fine. <laughs>
1: we'll throw him away, you know, whatever <laughs> you want, just take him. Are, are Dan, we, ha- we
0: over it a bit though? When you look at Josh Shackey... Former number two draft pick. Clearly someone who's potentially going to be a terrific player for w- the Western Bulldogs. Is it or, clear, though?
2: Is it clear, though?
0: Well, he has been... It's clear in the f- in the facet that he is a number t- former number two draft pick. He's got potential. I don't think anyone... Potential is a big buzzword, though. It's clear that nice? he's dominated
2: under Ardeens. It's yeah. clear that... He was the best key position player in that draft at that
0: time. And it's also clear that key position players take a long time to develop. Yeah. And after two years, he's being judged as, like, he's got to have an instant yeah. impact. Uh, and they've I, got him for pick 25 and 40.
2: Uh, yeah, I agree with you I to mean, some
0: extent, Billy, because, I mean, I've said
2: this probably three times now on this show, Josh Shackey was never drafted to dominate in his first two years. So it's it, I struggle with the fact that, you know, his market value has gone down so much. Mm-hmm. But... You know, like Tom Hawkins took forever, but he was always competitive. Joe, Dan- I mean, like I probably was shouldn't he? use Joe. Was he, Tom- was he competitive in his first two years, like Tom Hawkins? Yeah. I certainly think so. Yeah. I mean, Josh Shackey, When you watch him play, I'm sure that he that he wants to play. I'm sure that he's yeah. desperate to play well, but he just doesn't look competitive.
1: And I uh, just mean, the fact that he didn't play the kneeful Grand Final as well. Adds like you know,
2: adds he, into it. If you're looking at him, if he was in this year's draft and you watched him play in the kneeful, he wouldn't he wouldn't be a top 15 pick. Yeah. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't go ahead of Brander yeah he would not so, but at the same time though like you
1: get if you get picked to pick two you're doing all right and i, I heard no. i heard no no i know i heard someone say actually that i think it was um on sen uh earlier in the week it was Mick mcguire i think it was that yeah, the density rule it. may have actually you know in, impacted that because you can only play you have to have two key forwards inside the 50 when there's a stoppage you know around the ground and because Shaqie was so isolated Pretty much he was, uh, you know, he's left free to be able to lead up and take clunks and potentially, you know, at an AFL level, he hasn't had this freedom. So, you know, whether he even is worth that pick too, you know, does remain to be seen.
2: Yeah, I don't, yeah, it's still, I mean, I still think, even though, even with that density rule, like that density rule doesn't actually change too much. There's some slight differences, but I don't think a bloke's game should be judged so much like Mick Micklegan did based on that rule. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's just like when the whistle blows quickly get back behind line and if they mm. don't in the Tech Cup, yeah. there's, no, there's, no, there's no free kick given. It's just if it happens again and again and again, there's a fine for the club. So it's, I don't think it, it's, it's hard to judge a, a whole bloke's game just yeah, on that rule. Yeah, obviously, but it's, I, it's just something to factor yeah,
0: in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I personally think it's an absolute steal for the Dogs and I think you'll be left uh, red-faced, Harrison. But Ben, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have to wonder, having been at Brisbane for two years, Brisbane obviously aren't the best side. Stats might have been affected a little aren't bit. Aren't the best side. The delivery. Side, right? <laughs> they're, they're just, like, <laughs> it's, a key, it's a
0: young key forward yeah, in I a know. team that is and so oh, no, no, far no, no. below cool, cool. the. luck like, with I don't that know why agree. you said
2: red. Fa- like, I still agree that this is, I still agree. I said at the start, I don't know why Brisbane have given up so little. Like, I still agree with the fact that it's, they've given up too little. I just think that he he hasn't like he hasn't been consistent. He doesn't he doesn't seem competitive. Well. You said
1: before about twelve uh, you know talls in their side. How many are defenders? I'm actually interested to know because
2: I had the other day because
1: like, there's because in their forward line they have got Redpath, Boyd, and I'd say Shacky potentially Zane
2: Cordy potentially like like
1: yeah Zane Cordy as well I guess. But I mean that none of them are really like I guess Tom Boyd has been a lead up forward. But you know you. Could use Shaki in there, hundred percent. Like, and yeah. especially if you give him up for twenty-five and forty, I don't think it's a, a but even a loss just the fact all.
2: that you say you could use him, like it's they haven't. I don't see someone standing in there, like, a, and just Taylor Walker, like, absolutely. That's what Tom That's what the Tom
1: Boyd is, though. You know. But even
2: I know, but like, no, well, even Tom Boyd. I mean, I see Tom Boyd as a ruck forward. I mean, yeah, he's drafted mm. as a forward, but I see him now as a ruck forward. He, he struggled at full forward, but okay. Even the argument, well, you know, they've got all these blokes on their list. That are over one hundred ninety-four. Not all of them are going to play. Okay, yeah. fine. But your list management is completely out of balance. Mm. Completely. But
1: Cramery and Cloak, that they're, they're two of the tools. They're out the door. Okay, this fine. Year, either is... end of this year or end of
0: next year. I'd almost, I'd still say too many for their for their list balance. Well, those two keeping, uh, kingpings pings of Shacky and Boyd could like lead the dogs in the future for sure. And yeah, I think exactly. that's they're placing all their eggs in that basket with those two. Um, building the uh, Franklin-Roughhead type partnership. Um, what do you think, Ben?
3: I wouldn't go that far to compare them to Franklin-Roughhead, but I think it's a good call. It's so easy to judge these trades now and be like, oh, he hasn't performed, but come back to this in five years and we'll, we'll yeah. talk. When
1: we're doing the show in five years, of course, yeah, we'll when we're media <laughs> king, <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh,
3: it, I
2: just think it confuses things because, like, it's just trying to shove one more up one end. Then, do you have yeah, to? There's yeah. other players who are good enough to get a game, but do they squeeze in at that end? Do they have to go back? Well, does Fletcher Roberts play? Does to, oh, probably Tom Campbell can't Jackson get a game? As like, well. does ja- Jackson? Tringo, yeah. I mean, I just Jordan don't get Luffhead. it. I don't like Lewis Young, does yeah. he played so well towards the end of the year. Like, Redpath fits in there somewhere, does he? Like, Tim English is probably nah, not going to play nah, at all nah, now. I just don't get it.
1: Now that you're don't... naming all these names, I do see your point, but I, I don't see the harm, honestly. I oh, no, oh, no,
2: I do see the harm. Absolutely, I see the harm. Your list management is stuffed, I think.
3: What I don't understand is why didn't a club like Hawthorne have a crack at... Check?
1: Because they've got no picks. Oh, yeah. Nothing like... at all. That's yeah, the yeah, thing. Had like, had otherwise, yeah. yeah. otherwise, they probably would have.
3: Yeah, I get that, but it's just like...
2: Yeah. I could. Oh, no, I mean, I was awesome. talking to Jim before. I mean, I can I could gonna go pick ten clubs that would be a better fit for Josh Shaki in my opinion. All right, name it. Well, I haven't. <laughs> I, haven't pre- <laughs> I haven't
1: prepared that.
0: Um, but I, honestly, I think I could. Big, big discussion here. Lots, lots to come on the <laughs> yeah. trade table. We could go for hours. No time to hesitate. Let's jump straight into it. Jake Stringer is confirmed to the Dons for pick 25 and pick 30. Now, I'm going to throw to Ben because he's the Essendon man. Ben, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I think... Look, I think it's a fair deal, but I think Essendon has got the got the good end of this. Um, after we heard that pick 11 was on the table for Stringer initially, pick 25 and 30 in the shallowest draft, I think you'll take that every day of the week if you're Essendon.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, they were after, what, Pick sixteen, you know, you know, something around that mark, or pick eleven at one stage as well, and then I guess you know they sort of play themselves in, into a corner by you know announcing about the relationship, you know, uh, I guess
2: the Struggles. falling out, the falling out the between falling out. Uh,
1: Luke Beveridge and Jake Stringer. So yeah, they've got the deal done, and you know, I think will be
2: glad. Dog, like the dogs have botched it a bit, haven't they? Like t- t- eleven was on the table. I mean, nothing was certain, but I think they might have botched it a little bit.
3: I mean, yeah, I've been saying, I've been saying it throughout the period. I think they've stuffed this one a little bit up. I think it's also interesting that Essendon has a reputation, or has had a reputation, for being a hard club to deal with. They got the three targets that they set out to get from day one. All three nominated Essendon. Of course, that I needs didn't... to be taken into consideration. But considering Essendon's reputation and De- Adrian Dodoro's reputation, cool. to get three deals done without much fuss, I mean, this one did go down to the wire. That's more because there are other uh, pieces in play. Yeah. I think it looks good for Essendon going into the future that that reputation might just be pushed to the side a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, it's a win for Essendon. I remember we were just discussing this in one of the early episodes and we thought that... All three would be a stretch to get done. We thought two, maybe even one. They've clearly got all three. With those three in place, where do we see Jake Stringer playing, Harrison? What do you think? I was pretty, I was pretty strong on this earlier. He's in the middle for me.
2: He, he, he's not. I mean, I still wouldn't play him. You know, 100% out and out midfielder. Oh, yeah, like he clearly. still plays a role forward. Yeah. But I'm, I'm pretty strong on this. So he's in the middle for me. He starts, in, he starts in the first centre bounce. Does he have the tank? Maybe not. But that's the one thing that you can improve. Yeah, I guess. I know, I know, I know he's been in the enough. system for a while, but that's the one thing that you can improve. And to me, like they just need a stronger, like they just need a bit, be a bit more physical in there. So he's in the middle for me.
3: Yeah, and I think there's no better incentive for him over the preseason to go there's a spot for you there. If you can improve your tank, the spot's there for you. And it is there for him. He can improve his tank, he gets a spot there, because they're not going to bring him in and just stick him on a half-forward flank for 100% of the game. Yeah, because, I
1: mean, he has had that impact for, you know, five-minute bouts in finals, etc. When the Bulldogs have needed someone to go into the midfield, mm. like, really needed a centre clearance, he's gone in and gone bang and charged through, even, you know, you know, booted goals from 55. So we need to see more of that string up this year, especially after everything that's happened... Uh, off field and on field.
2: Good. I agree with that, but what what I would say is like I almost want to see like that, but the opposite for for Essendon. So like he's a midfielder who when they need him to go forward, he can go forward. I can't see him. No doing way.
1: That. I can't see him doing that. I I
2: mean,
1: no way. Um, I mean, you're more likely to see Devin Smith I know, I, I, in the midfield more, I reckon, than that. I think that's just. I know,
2: but I just think like if Jake Stringer can be that type of player, that's where they can get the best value out of him for, for how their team sets
3: up. I will say that I think if you combine the uh, midfield time of Devin Smith and Stringer, I think we'll see close to 100%. Those two will rotate in and out when they need rests. Yeah, and
1: I still like him forward. I mean, that's an extremely potent forward line. You've got Danaher, Fantasia, Waller, um, Stringer and Devin Smith floating in there as well. And also Stewart. He might struggle to get fit into that six, but that's you know looking very potent and scary for 2018.
2: Yeah, I still... Even though I said like I... I w- I'd like to see him play midfield. Like I, I think they'll just play him forward mostly. I think it'll be mostly a forward. I think they've recruited him as a forward, okay. even though I think yeah. they need to be a bit more physical. And I think he would, he would be good in the midfield. Yeah. for So him.
0: maybe yeah. that's a transition thing in the next few years of his career. Do you think?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Maybe, maybe not even this year. Like yeah. maybe in a couple of years, he'll be ready to be an out now. Because midfielder. it's difficult
0: mm-hmm. to just jump from one role yeah, no, to the yeah, next absolutely. just like that at a yeah. click of the fingers. Uh, now. This got the Matthew Kennedy deal done after Carlton traded picks with the Dogs. So just to review it for our listeners, Carlton has received pick 28, pick 30 and a 2018 second rounder. And the Dogs have received pick 16 and 40. And then Matt Kennedy went to GWS for that pick 28 that they received. So Matt Kennedy, it's finally gotten done. Do we think that this is a fair deal over, under? What do we think, Dan?
1: I said when we were doing pure like draft pick value for Matt Kennedy, I was saying mid-20s. So pick 28 is a good deal. I reckon mm. for him just for both sides. He's, at eight, he's 89 kilos. He's only been in the system uh, two or three years. He was picked up with pick 13 and would have been a bit lower, I think, if he hadn't been a GWS uh, Academy selection. So I reckon that's a great get for the Blues.
3: Yep, I definitely agree, and I think we've seen it quite a few times now. It's a bit of a cliche, but Stephen Savani obviously knows the players, knows what he's doing. Got it with twenty eight, got the deal done. Yeah, I reckon it's a good deal.
2: Well, all you need to do to get a deal done with Carlton is just dangle a Giants player in front of him, <laughs> and they'll do it. Now I think, um, like I think, like you can only give what you've got. So, yep. and he wanted to go to Carlton, and he wanted to leave the Giants. So twenty eight, like it's it's fair enough, but I think it's a little bit. I actually think it's a little bit unders. To be honest, I do. Yeah. So, you're... because this is, I mean, this is my whole argument on like, he's only his market value's gone down to twenty eight from thirteen because he's played his first two years of footy and hasn't had enough opportunity. But if he's in a side that he gets opportunity, and and even then, like he's still his best footy is not in his first two years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I definitely agree. I mean, he's playing. He's playing probably starting on a half forward flank, but he's getting a lot more midfield opportunity yeah, yeah. than he was getting at the Giants, mm. which is the midfield. Oh, absolutely. And he's gonna be an integral part of their, you know, of their midfield for the next, you know, five to ten years, I'd think.
2: Yeah, but but as I said, you can only give what you've got. So I think both parties would be reasonably be happy.
0: Well, he's got big scope to improve with those midfield minutes. I mean, he clearly couldn't crack into the Giants midfield, there's too many guns in there. Um, so I think it's it's one of those where we'll see him sort of, we'll 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 get to know the player he actually is, exactly. and people will like start to be uh, yeah. thinking, wow, this kid can play. Um, he's been sort of a hidden gem up up there that no one knows about, yeah. and um, now we could see uh, what he's got. He was drafted in in between Curno and He Put at the start for <laughs> yeah, a reason. So there
1: um,
2: you go.
0: Now, Gary, uh, uh, Gary Ablett Jr. Uh, Wait, who's that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Paul well, uh, Bloke uh, uh, of some sort. <laughs> yeah. It just goes from Allie's big right. to bigger here on the trade table <laughs> with these trades. It's unbelievable. So, oh, Gary gosh. Ablett Jr. from the Gold Coast Suns has been traded to Geelong. Geelong received Gary Ablett, pick 24, and a 2018 fourth rounder. Now, in return, the Gold Coasts get pick nineteen and a two thousand and eighteen second rounder. Uh, so essentially, it's Gary Ablett and pick seventy odd in in two thousand and eighteen for a pick in the thir- uh, early thirties. Ben, what do you think, mate?
3: No, I mean, how good is it going to be seeing Ablett back in the, back in the hoops? Geelong fans are up and about. The deal for me, it's like I think. I think it's pretty fair. He's 34. Mm. Did also win the best and fairest. He's not just you
0: know. a 34-year-old. He's Gary Ablett. <laughs> He's a best and fairest He's winner. He's
3: also, for me, the best modern yeah, player. Yeah, exactly. Just, by the by. Yeah. Yeah, he'll probably only... Oh, I don't know how many years. He might have two years left. Mm. But if this is what pushes Geelong towards a premiership, mm. genius.
2: Yeah, so basically, Gold Coast have just upgraded two of their picks from 24 to 19 in the fourth round of the second round or so. I mean, it's good. I think we heard um, Stephen Wells talking and saying that Scott Clayton was good to deal with. Um, They were good about it. It went until the last minute, but I think that was more because a couple of pins had to fall before. So, look, obviously, everyone would be happy about this.
1: I mean, obviously, you don't want to have your best player walk out on you, but, you know, considering the situation, considering, you know, um, uh, the family issues uh, recently uh, with him, with the passing of his sister, I think, uh, you know, they've got a good deal done for both parties.
0: We were talking before about the Bryce Gibbs deal being a win-win. I disagreed there, but I think this one's a win-win. I mean, Gold uh, Gary Ablett's not in Gold Coast plans for the future, clearly, and uh, Geelong are in that window. They've got him back, and he's not even—he's not a champion. He's a champion of the, of the game, but he's someone who is just still in that top five he upper has an echelon. Age, like, you know. like he's not. Just a champion that's on his last legs that might contribute a little bit around the edges. This is Gary Ablett, who, as we said, best and fairest last year. You throw him in the forward line, you throw him in the midfield, he will have an impact and he will be one of the top three players. How many goals does he give
2: if he's a permanent forward pocket, Billy?
0: I think think he can... 20 games. Well, if he's a permanent forward pocket, which I don't think he will be, but... If they decide on that, I think he'll be rotating with Dangerfield. Yeah, I agree. Um, but if they decide on that, I mean, get, we've seen Gary Ablett kick bags of goals playing from the midfield. <laughs> <in> the midfield <laughs> he's taking the piss, So yeah. I, I see him kicking 2.5, three goals a game in that range. Uh, ben, what do you think?
3: Yeah, look, if he, if for some reason, and I, ho- I hope he does, I mean, his body hasn't been the most durable as mm, of lately. That's the concern. If, if he plays 20 games, he will kick 50 to 55 goals. Mm. I mean, we saw what his dad did. Going forward, yeah. later in his career, if he can replicate that for two seasons, fifty to fifty-five is still a big call, Beno. No, nah, I, I honestly, yeah. like, I think yeah, he's he capable of all that. Yeah, he is capable. He's you freak. don't want
1: to doubt the master. No, 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 no I'm <laughs> just
3: throwing it out there. He could kick, he could kick <laughs> nah. seventy goals, and I would only be. A little bit surprised, honestly. He'll <laughs> like, on the boundary at just, Skilled Stadium. He'll be uh, Simmons,
2: he'll be worshipped next year. I mean, oh. one, oh. one just for the fact that it, that it's this this God coming back. Yeah. But two, I mean, we know he's been telling them like everyone that all these um, personal things that he's going through and how he needed to get back to Geelong. But now we know some of the story, and yep. unfortunately, yeah. you know, we wish we didn't, but we do. And I think you know he'll just be worshipped next year. Yeah. For sure. for all this, we know what he's gone through and. There'll be a statue of him next year, I reckon. Oh, okay. Just about. <laughs> a bit early, maybe. <laughs> They're building it now.
1: Just moving back to the Suns quickly, uh, that pick, which will be probably about, you know, considering the Cats will probably finish top four next year, so Suns will probably get that 30 you know, thirty to 35 sort of selection, which I guess you know, can't be understated considering the draft in 2018.
0: Mm. And if you're Ablett, you're going to Geelong, you're leaving Gold Coast like you wanted to the year before, I think a little bit of weight just lifted from your shoulders. It's, the saga's over. He's not carrying a whole team exactly. anymore. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. The saga's over. Take the tape off the shoulders. He's got the move he wants. And pending fitness, which is the, the main little buyer beware, uh, I think Geelong, this is just huge for Geelong.
3: Oh, imagine the, the first game at Kardinia Park, sold out, Ablett runs onto the field, it's going to be incredible. Ben
0: first training will be sold out. Oh, I know
3: but. His
0: flight to Melbourne will be sold out. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be
3: surprising some. Calm down mate, calm down.
0: Yeah. Now from one champion to the next, Luke Hodge. Uh Brisbane's got their man. Uh Brisbane receive Luke Hodge in pick 44 <laughs> and Hawthorne are getting pick 43 and 75. What do you think Harrison? <laughs> so it's an upgrade of one pick by the Hawks.
2: Um, basically, he's been traded for pick 75, and Graham White would have just gone. Well, can I just got one more pick? Um, <laughs> Fine, <laughs> <laughs> finally. Yeah, um, but yeah, it looks it's similar, similar to the Abbott sort of thing. He wanted to get up there. He wanted to um, meet up with Chris Fagan. He's clearly a perfect fit. So it's good that they've just um, come together and got it done again at the last minute. But it's good that they've got it done.
1: And I mean, it's very similar to the Lewis deal with the uh, Mitchell deal we've seen in. Oh, not um, so much Lewis, more than Mitchell. About, yeah, more yeah. than Mitchell. Sorry. Um, where we could probably see him, you know, going into a coaching role. Even though he has done a bit of media this year, uh, you could easily see him, you know, coaching that back line this year, and then potentially in one or two years, because they have said he probably will play two years um, going into that, you know, coaching position. Do you think he's going to last two years? No,
3: I'd probably not. No, I wouldn't. No, I not think so, I thought no. I was a
1: bit optimistic. From
2: no, no, probably I mean, not. I think he probably, I think he just about had his contract signed to, to, you know, start with Channel Seven or in the media or wherever he was going to yeah. go. Um, and got a call from Chris Fagan. So, look, we've been through it a couple of times. I mean, it's perfect, perfect fit.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'd only expect him to play maybe 10, 12 games. Oh, in well, his, no, in his second year, if he plays. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, play his line. second year. Yeah. This year, I'd expect him to play pretty much I heard someone game. say he might
1: finish top three in their BNF. <laughs> That's oh. a probably... A okay, so pro- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. And
3: it's a low it's blow. A it's a low you blow. wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it is a bit of a low nah, blow. No, okay,
2: well, in the Brisbane's defence, if he does, he finished top three this year in the Hawks, I think. Am I wrong? Did I he? think he. I
1: think he did. I, I'm not sure the expert <laughs> so, you know, old, he's up there so I mean, up he's there. 30 touches in well, last game to
2: fact check yeah, this is I not mean, an old
1: man on his, <laughs> not, his last I'm, legs I'm not sure but, but, but I mean but no, yeah. fact check it but he's he's still going to tutor the likes of you know, Alex Witherden um, uh, Harris Andrews um, Dan McStay Tom these Cutler yo- oh, Cedric Tom Cox Cutler as well, these all of them. talented youngsters who are going to be in the next wave and you know probably go back to Melbourne in two years <laughs> 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 no, we, we definitely hope that doesn't happen because we need successful teams up on the coast. Anyway, we'll move to another move that uh, happened today. Nathan Wilson uh, went to the Dockers. He's now uh, with Freo. He's been traded along with Pick 71 for uh, GWS's second rounder in 2018 and Pick 57. Bill, what are your thoughts on this one?
0: I think Nathan Wilson's a great fit for Fremantle. Um, I, don't, I, think it's, I think it's a fair deal. Um, considering he he is he was he finally established himself I should say as that integral part of JWS's line, and he showed how how important a player he can be uh, a second rounder I right, for... just confirmed Luke Codge was third in the BNF. keep going Bill <laughs> <laughs> he was right he was right
1: just wanted to sneak that in keep going Bill sorry. Um,
0: on the big expanses out west I think he's he's going to have plenty of room to run with the likes of Hill. Uh, both Hill Brothers, I should say, um, I think Ross is really looking to bring in this new generation of players, and I think he fits them all perfectly.
1: Do you think he fills the the well void as well of the halfback flank?
0: Yeah, slightly different players uh, but Wilson adds that pace and sort of agility around that half back flank. Um, I think Weller's probably going to be looking towards moving into the midfield yeah, later in his career, whereas w- Wilson's more of a more of an established halfback flanker. Uh, started his career as a forward, mm. and finally uh, played his best footy. At the half back line, I mean, he's got a booming kick. He kicks at 55 metres comfortably. He was your super coach,
2: baby, a couple of years ago. Wasn't he?
1: That's
0: why I know so much so about it. So I discovered <laughs> him. I want to claim him. Um,
1: it's another super
2: coach reference. there. not even it, me this time. He's meters gain, isn't he? he yeah, he's yeah. Almost, It's his like meters. It's like there. he's guaranteed He's the
1: reason his... why they brought that, you know, that stat in just for. He's the much. reason. And I think I think
0: that's something that Fremantle really lacked last year. When you look at their back six; they've yeah. got a lot of defensive players without that, without that, without that run and carry. In class, I mean, you've got Michael Johnson delivering for you outside yeah. your in your back fifty. You're in a bit of strife sometimes. Joel Hamling, you know, he's in the Yeah, like good, good defensive, so lost the run good defensive yeah. players. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, good defensive players and part of Ross's plans, most definitely. But he's added that uh, run and gun. Uh, and depth in kicking for sure.
3: Yeah, and, he de- and he just makes uh, Fremantle look a more exciting prospect to watch next year. I reckon. I, I love watching Nathan Wilson when he plays for GW. Yeah. So do I? Yeah, he's an 80-meter just, player.
1: Just quickly though, if the Dockers finish in the bottom four, you know it's, it could be a chance bottom five, bottom six that they've given him up for pick 23 in that 2018 draft. Is it is it a fair deal? You reckon?
2: Um, well, with the um the other swaps of picks, it probably yeah evens out. I mean, he's a really good player. This is yeah. So, I mean, they could finish pretty low, but of course they're going to back themselves to mm. get in that top half of the bottom ten. Um, but you know, I still think they'd be happy. Yeah, it's
3: a bit of a loss for GDW, GWS because Williams and Wilson were, were touted as uh, probably to take over from Shaw. We saw uh, this year Shaw wasn't always at his best. Cool. Oh, they're Sorry. not
2: taking like they're ahead of Shaw. On, no, based oh, on this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah but,
0: absolutely.
3: Right. They are. Let me finish my point. <laughs> yeah. Who replaces Wilson in that uh, in that uh, rebound role? Well, it's
2: interesting when you look... I, I had a look at... I was, um, had GWS for my club in focus. It's interesting when you look at their back six. I'm not sure if there is a runner that... Repl- that Zach Williams is there and Heath... But they, um, they've got to squeeze in Tomlinson, Haynes and um, Davis and then there's core as well. So there's a lot to squeeze in there. I actually think it's a bit of a different call, but I think Nick Haynes' game will be mm. potentially closer to like that of Nathan Wilson. They're, they're not the same player. I'm not saying that at all. But I don't think there's a like-for-like runner that just comes in and yeah, pl- plays in his spot. Use, so it will be a loss.
0: Yeah, it's a loss, but I, I, I think that they have that Zach Williams is very important. So there's two similar players, Williams and Wilson, in terms they're... of agility around your back six and yeah. run and carry. And I think it's important that they've got that player... And then they can build around him um, in Williams. He's still young. Um, and as you say, chores out the door soon. But um, Williams, I really rate Williams just as highly as Wilson, if, well, not, rather, if not higher. i would rather lose books. Wilson than Williams. Yeah. No so doubt about that. So he's their future, and I think they're, they're backing him in. He's there now, mate. He's there now. Um, Darcy Lang uh, has been traded to Carlton. Now, we thought he might be off to the Gold Coast, but uh, involved in the ablet deal. But he's decided uh, on Carlton, and Carlton have received... A packet of chips.
1: <laughs> Pretty uh- much. No. Oh, sorry, Jolanda. Sorry, jump the gun. it into J'jum a comedy gun. show,
0: this one. Come on, Harrison. We're serious here. Um, Carlton have received a couple of sausage rolls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Burt ones, burnt ones. Uh, Darcy Lang and 2018's fourth rounder. Pick 58 and, and a 2018 fourth rounder is what Geelong get out of that deal. Do we think Darcy Lang is someone who exceeds that? Do we think he's worth more than that, Ben?
3: Yeah, I would have probably liked to see maybe pick 40 for Lang, 40 to 45. I mean, when you're getting down that low in the draft, it is a bit of, uh, well, a, lot, whole, a whole lot of really, of just mm. a bit of squabbling over not that much. But I think it, it's it's good for Carlton to get a bit of a steal here. But it's
2: only because he can't squeeze. I mean, also he's had injuries and I know that. But it's also because he hasn't been able to squeeze into their best side. Yeah. So Darcy Lang at another club is worth getting... Darcy Lang starting in another club and getting traded to Carlton is, is worth a lot more than that because he has opportunity.
1: Yeah, exactly right. He probably, to Geelong, he is worth pick 58, let's be honest. But... Mm. At the, at the Blues, I can really see him having, playing a pivotal role just in that uh, outside, you know, maybe a winger, half-forward sort of role. Mm. Can kick your goals from the midfield, but can also provide some running. He has some good... Uh, like His decision-making is a little bit average at times, but he does have good ball
2: use. For foot.
0: I think it's one for Geelong. He probably doesn't play in the next two or three years while they're still mm. gunning He's for that still, premiership yeah, with, with Ablett. And when he doesn't play for that long his value just goes down and down and down as we've seen with those type of players yeah. so sort of trading him now while he's still got a little bit of currency i think it seems
1: very little currency it
0: <laughs> seems little but yeah. if he doesn't play it just it just yeah. keeps on going south
1: i mean yeah he was a former you know first rounder, first i think rounder. yeah pick was a 15 peak, or 16 15 so he hasn't really fulfilled his potential there
3: well yeah i mean it is hard to crack into that jong jo- team and i think that's a that's the thing like Carlton have got a steal here but it's created by Geelong circumstances so they've only really got themselves to blame and blame obviously in inverted commas but in, in terms of that is just how it played out yeah
0: now Port Adelaide this is a very long and complicated deal so stay with me here
1: three different ones three different deals
0: dan i'm going to i'm going <laughs> to give you the Handball it, Hand it off
1: okay so pretty much Port have lost Aaron Young, Matthew Loby and Logan Austin uh, Aaron Young, you know, he had a very good 2016 campaign, but just couldn't fit into that uh, that Port Adelaide lineup this year. They've traded on, you know, they've traded him for a fourth round uh, selection in 2018 to, uh, to Gold Coast. I think this is actually a pretty good move for Gold Coast. I can see Aaron Young being a bit of a, uh, a depth midfielder and... Even like a, you know, probably more of a forward, yeah, you know, kicking gonna, goals. Yeah, like you said, midfielder. Like you said that. <laughs> you said um, that. Um, yeah. He's a forward. He'll yeah. play as a forward, I think. You're to play all as a forward?
2: I think he'll play Definitely, as a forward, yeah. yeah.
1: He's still a him. He has proved like, at times he can go into the guts and impact it, though. So, I mean, he, obviously, he wouldn't play full time midfield. I'm not saying mm. that for a second, but I don't reckon it's a bad deal for Gold Coast.
2: Yeah, well, it just, this, to me, this says a lot about. Adelaide's depth now. He he had such a good year last year mm. and had such impact on games and, and couldn't um, fit in and certainly couldn't fit in next year, I don't think. Yeah, no. So look especially so yeah, be going happy on with this.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, he's a player that really established himself after being handing handed that uh, Green vest for most of his career. Yeah, and sure. um, he went forward from that midfield spot. Yeah,
1: and he, he think he forty goals. Yeah, 40
0: and he 60. turned himself into a forward and showed that he's just pops up at the right yeah, place. He, sort even, of player, even
1: though like most of his goals were from were within fifteen meters. Like, yeah, was still yeah, yeah he was still crumbing well and yeah. yeah. So
0: especially with the with the loss of Matera, it's probably important that Gold Coast added him to their list. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and another mover, Matthew Lobe. He was traded for pick ninety five to Carlton. Just a bit of a backup ruck, ruck uh, for Cruiser and uh, Andrew Phillips when he's not on the park. It's funny because well, not do you have funny, a long memory, Dan? I oh, I don't have as long a memory as you because you remember this, but two years ago, Loby was offered, well, Port Adelaide were offered like okay, a deal for Lobe involving pick eleven. And now... You're you la- you laughing at it now, don't you? Yeah. I mean, they should have taken it's ridiculous. it. ridiculous. Pick yeah. 95 now. Do- <laughs> 95? Just, just move on to this one quickly. Does he get games next year?
3: Mm, not unless Cruiser gets injured. Mm. He's back up. Yeah, but he's... he's. But Andrew Phillips... He is feels heavy. a
2: need for Carlton. Yep. I mean, Andrew Phillips is... Um, a, I mean, you guys won't agree with this, but it, Andrew Phillips is a good player, but they also... I mean, it feels a need. You can't have two Ruckman on your list.
1: Does he fill the void of Daniel Gorange?
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you can step up to his Northern Blues <laughs> development league sort of, sort <laughs> of Your boots. pick
1: ten there as well, Daniel Gornes. Also, Logan Austin. I'm interested with this one. Uh, St Kilda. He, he's off to St Kilda for um, so St Kilda received uh, Logan Austin, uh, 2018 fourth rounder, and Port Adelaide receive a 2018 third rounder. Obviously, they don't value him that much. He played, I think he played 15 games in 2016, um, and like he actually actually impacted the contest a bit. He's a key back, and that's what the Saints need at the moment. They need some key back depth. What do you think about this one, Bill?
0: Yeah, the Saints seem excited about this. It's it's not a headline act by any means, but um, I think they see him filling a void for them. Um, They sort of lack those key posts, especially with Brown on his last legs towards the end of his career. So I think uh, it's an exciting move for them. Um I think we're gonna move on just because just, of
1: just quickly as well with Matt Loby, there was talk that he was pretty much a cash dump because he was he was one of those port players a few years ago that was signed on a massive contract. I think he's I can't I couldn't say exactly what he's on, but he would be over five hundred grand a year and he's not playing games. So I think they've got rid of him with the the thought that Carlton's paying a bit of his uh contract. Yeah. I mean the port yeah. are playing a bit of his no, but yeah, but just enough.
2: before we've sort of, um, just before we finish, we got to get to a couple more. Charlie Cameron finally got done right at the last minute. Um, we thought that maybe it might <laughs> not get,
1: that. yeah. How is that not there?
2: Yeah. So um, we thought it may not get done in the last couple of minutes. Um, there was a bit of a roadblock, but eventually uh, Adelaide did accept pick twelve. What do you think, Ben?
3: Probably a little bit over pick twelve, but at the end of the day, Charlie Cameron is proven. He wanted to go go to Brisbane. I like it. Going to be very exciting for Brisbane. Mm. Good move.
2: Yeah, Justin Reid said earlier. I mean, this is what I sort of how I see it. Justin Reid said, "Well, pick twelve can't give me seventy five games of experience." But clubs don't look at it just every single trade as an individual entity. They look at their net gain and net loss. Mm. They've brought Gibbs in, so that, that's filled that void. And now I think he, he's okay with dealing pick 12. Because it's, it's more than a fair deal, but Justin Reed's argument was just, well, we want to win a premiership and what's pick 12? going to do that for me. But now that they have Bryce Gibbs in, I think the net gain is fine for them.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I definitely agree with that logic. That's how I try to look at it. You've got to look at a club situation rather than a trade. Yeah. Makes sense for both clubs. Yeah, For me, it. when
1: Brisbane decided to offer twelve, other than nineteen, you know, Adelaide would have been pretty happy with that. I would have thought.
2: Yeah, I mean, they would have thought. Yeah, that's exactly. probably enough. But before the Gibbs, they would have thought, well, yeah. I mean, honestly, he might have been sort of. I mean, it might have been, um, speaking like I don't know. He's talking straight down the line. Justin Reid when he's talking, but I, I do think. He, you know, he was being serious to some extent.
1: Just quietly, we actually mentioned Matthew Lowe before Charlie Cameron. So apologies to him. He probably was a bit higher up the pecking order than, than that. Anyway, we're going to move on. Actually, no, are we going to move on? We're going to Gibson Sam Gibson quickly.
2: Quickly. as well. Um, yeah, good good deal for him. Happy that it got done. Um, yeah. Gets to the Crows. Can definitely, um, definitely a chance to play most of the season there. I mean, I think he he's, a, obviously we've talked about it. He's played 130 games in a row. He can definitely have a role on the wing, um, even yeah, in the midfield sure. if they need help like North, have been good about it and just given up pick 91. Uh, but no, it, it's, it's, a good, it's, it's well done for Sam Gibson. Well done to the two clubs.
3: Yeah, it, it's good that he found a new home because it would have been very, very rough on him if he hadn't found somewhere.
0: Now, just quickly, with the last minute, we're going to do one think-on-your-feet question. and I'm going to run with what is the best trade of the trade period. Ben?
3: Um, I just want to clarify is this in terms of one club winning or both clubs winning.
0: One club winning, Benno.
3: I reckon we, I've got to go with the Weller trade. I mean, pick two. It's good. <laughs> 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 it's good. It's good. It's no, It's good. I've it's good. said, I've said good. enough. As I, all I have to say on it. Good. Good for Fremantle. Yeah. I mean, it is good for Gold Coast as well, but I think Fremantle still win that one.
0: Yeah. Harrison.
3: Uh I mean, just on,
2: like, just on value, and I argued. That um, Adelaide are very happy, but just on value, Carlton have got a lot for Gibbs, so they'd be happy. Oh, a bit of a backflip there. No, I'm not backflipping. <laughs> oh, I'm saying Adelaide oh, is backflip, just. But just on, backflip. I'm looking at just on value. Carlton oh, have got a lot for him. So massive backflip. Not there. a
0: backflip. Dan, wh- we what spoke do about this
1: earlier. This is a bit. of uh, have a controversial one, but I reckon Shacky for 25 and 40 is probably oh. the stolen. The biggest steal.
0: Yep, you've stolen mine. Uh, Whether he's
1: a right fit will remain to be seen, and I'm sure me and Harrison will be debating no, that for the next feed. five years or so.
0: It won't matter if he becomes the forward that he can. Yeah, exactly right. All right, now thanks so much for joining yeah. us on this hectic if you, day. If you're still managing to
1: tune into us, thank you so it's much. It's been a,
0: it's been a long day, and we've loved every minute of it. Yeah, minute of it. Um, and that's all we have time for on the trade table. Uh, make you sure you join us tomorrow, Dan.
1: Hundred percent. Uh, we got a
0: bit of a bit more of a trade wrap,
1: bit more of like the whole period rather than just today. That'll be uh, three to four tomorrow. So make sure you tune into that. Must listen.
0: Thanks for listening to The Trade Table on Sin 90.7, the home of everything you need to know about the trade and free agency period, powered by AFLTRDON. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thetradetable or follow us on Twitter at the trade table.